0: Today, what I would like to do is I would, you know, sometimes we, we hear testimonies and really cool things that God's done amongst us, right? We hear about how Holy Spirit has moved and what he's what He's doing in us, and we rarely get a chance to talk about them, all of those things, at one time. And I got to tell you, I'm just looking around the room, and I got my notes, and I'm like, oh my goodness, how did I forget that? How did I forget that? There are so many things that God has done this year amongst us. That the power of the Holy Spirit has been present amongst us. That as we've just reached into that presence of God, that he has shown himself kind and gentle to us and merciful to us and full of life and love. And and it's amazing. It really is. Sam, you look different without that beard. (laughs) But what I I would like, sorry. But if anybody saw Sam last week and saw Sam this week, it's not the same Sam. Um, What I would like to do is to take us back to the beginning of the year, and if you remember what the, the theme for this year was. I don't know if anybody remembers the theme for this year, but it was Psalms 92, and what I'd like to do didn't even get the first paragraph out. <laughs> what I'd like to do is I would like to read it. This psalm, according to the Passion Translation, was used every Sunday in the temple by the priests. Just to kind of set a tone for you that this was every week. They made, they made this proclamation to God. And it says, it's so enjoyable to come before you with uncontainable praises spilling from our hearts. How we love to sing our praises over and over to you. To the matchless God, high and exalted over all, to each and at each and every sunrise, we'll be thanking you for your kindness and your love. As the sun sets and all through the night, we'll keep proclaiming. You are so faithful. Melodies of praise will fill the air as every musical instrument joined with every heart overflows in worship. No wonder I'm so glad. I can't help it. I can't keep it in. Lord, I'm shouting with glee over all you've done and for all you've done for me. What mighty miracles and your power at work, just to name a few, depths of purpose and layers of meaning saturate everything you do. Such amazing mysteries. Are found within every miracle that nearly everyone seems to miss. Those with no discernment can never really discover the deep and glorious secret hidden secrets hidden in your ways. It's true the wicked flourish, but only for a moment, foolishly forgetting their destiny with death, that they will one day be destroyed forevermore. But you, O oh Lord, are exalted forever in the highest place of endless glory, while your opponents the workers of wickedness will perish, forever separated from you. Your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You empower my life for triumph. By pouring fresh oil on me. Mm, good stuff. You've said that those lying in wait to pounce on me would be defeated. and Now it's happened. In front of my eyes. And I've heard their cries of surrender. Yes, look at how you made all of your lovers to flourish like palm trees, each one growing in victory, standing in strength. You've transplanted them into your heavenly courtyard, where they are thriving before you. For in your presence, they will still overflow overflow, overflow and be anointed, even in their old age, even in their old age. They will stay fresh, (laughs) bearing luscious fruit and abiding faithful. Listen to them with pleasure. They still proclaim, you're so good. You're my beautiful strength. You've never made a mistake with me. If you remember, we started the year by taking a pot and saying, this is the year that we're going to break the pot. When, when that pot was, was full of us, our roots were, were contained. We couldn't go deep. But we broke that pot, and we were planted in the courtyard of the Lord. Which released us to a lot of freedom. Because now our roots could go deep. Right? Our roots could grow out, go down. We could get more and more of what God has done and is doing amongst us. Right? Right? We can hear the voice of, of God, and it will cause our roots to go even deeper. But I'm kind of interested in that fruit thing, because even, even in my old age, <laughs> even in my old age, God's going to produce a luscious fruit. Now, it's interesting about fruit. One of the things, and I was thinking about this, I have crab trees in my, crab apple trees in my front yard. Anybody got apple trees or fruit trees in their yard? What's one of the the most interesting things to me about trees that bear fruit is this. It requires one more living creature to cause the fruit to come out. So uh, a lot of trees flower, right? But one more creature is required in order for fruit to bear. And that's a bee. And it pollinates the fruit. It pollinates the leaves. Now, in my My crabapple trees, the leaves or the flowers come for about a week, maybe two. It seems like it's so pretty and then it's so not. (laughs) You know, it's gone all the way. But my crabapple trees, one of the coolest things about them is the deer that come in the fall to eat from the crabapple trees. But I wanted to talk a little bit about that pollination because we had some people who came to us this year to help pollinate us, to come from the outside in and create an environment so that God could cause luscious fruit to grow. And I just want to remind you of some of those people. We had Brian Simmons come. I don't know if you know Brian, all of you, but Brian is the translator and writer of the Passion Translation, which is what I read out of this morning and I will use today for most of my references, the Passion Translation, and when Brian came, he he taught us he 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 taught us about the Song of Solomon and what a wonderful statement and and picture that was of how God loves us and how we love God that that relationship between the bride and the bridegroom, and it was so amazing, but you know what it did I think one of the roots it hit it hit me with. Is a love for the word, a passion, Amen. you know? <laughs> so, uh, I, you guys all love me, right? You're okay with you're okay with me. I prayed this morning. I said, "Holy Spirit, please let me preach without crying." And that didn't last very long. But that's that's one of those one of those pollinations that we received. We we also had. Um, Tom Kyle came in March, and he talked about being planted in God's family. And he came back in, November, in October, and he talked about noble hearts. And um, Josh Luke Smith came. Do you remember his, his message? His message was about the thorn in, in the side, and how this thorn is there, and it keeps the snakes from biting you. Remember the story of the black mamba? Black, or black mamba? I can't speak like he does, but... <laughs> and then um, Simon Harrison was here, talked about renewing our minds. Mike and Beryl Godwood were here in August, and they talked about gaps being filled in our faith. It's good, good stuff. Darren Castlebaum was here in September, and he talked about Christ transforming our lives. And Mark Lloydbottom was here Just last month, and he talked about financial freedom. Now, that's people who came from the outside, but we've had such a blessing of messages from from within our own body, from Dan and from Fee and from Jeremy and Diana, from Hannah, from Tim Woods, although Tim's, every time Tim shows up, they show guest speaker. I don't think that counts anymore. We're going to have to take that out. He's not a guest speaker. And Mike Stevens and so we began this year, and we, we see these things that have begun to happen, and I'd like to just take you on a journey. It's kind of my journey, but it's our journey together, because we kind of are part and parcel of each other, so uh, if I, I'm i going to talk about a lot of people today, and if I, for, if I forget, don't mention you. As I'm looking across the faces, I can just tell you that there's so many people that are going to say, well, what about the one that God did for me? Or So just bear with me. I'm going to do the best I can. Otherwise, we could be here for a couple of weeks because God has done amazing things amongst us, right? Do you remember that in about March or April, um, John Prempas had a word for us about the year. And that word for us was, that God was going to raise us to a different level of faith. That he was going to raise our faith to a different level. And, you know, the question is, is can faith be can faith be raised? Can faith be increased? Can faith be grown? And Jesus certainly tells us that faith can be grown. Paul tells us that faith can be grown. And so, I wonder, did we grow in faith? And I can tell you for myself, I, I can tell you that for sure what I stand today... Where I am today is a totally different place of belief in my Savior. A very different place. And I will tell you that one of the roots that I think that we saw this year. Was a root of faith that grew. It went deep into the courtyard of the Lord. Which is a good place to go. But I think faith went deep into us. And I believe that as a whole body, as a whole group, that God raised our level of faith. We trust him in a way, you know, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, right? And it's the evidence of things not seen. Yet we began to see God do things that we couldn't believe. He did things that were beyond our imagination. We hadn't even hoped for him yet. And they became evident. And so what I believe is is that putting that root is going deeper so that we can believe for something even beyond what we've seen so far. Amen. But that root was begun this year, and it came from that from that prophetic word that the Holy Spirit brought to us through John Prempus. Some of the examples of that. Some of the examples are that. You know, we talked about the provisions of God. We heard from so many people this year about what God's done. But just a couple. Just a couple. Do you know that during the 360 training, you know, we have this group that Dan and Feely that do 360 training, that there was a prophetic word over a person in the congregation. A prophetic word. The word was, you're going to get a raise and a promotion. Now when Josh gave that word, I'm sure he was like, okay uh, he was in, he was reaching out in a way of faith that was amazing and that week Dan Olson whom he prophesied over <laughs> got a raise and a promotion on a day on the on a specific day, Jeremy's telling me. That raises our level of faith. If God will do that for him, why wouldn't he do that for me? You know? And and then there was Joe Pettit, who had been praying and praying about a job. And God miraculously provided a job, and it didn't even seem possible the way it happened. I mean, you hear the story that he told, and you're like, oh, wow. Only God. Do it again. Only God. And if he did it once, what will he do, Ed? Do He'll do it again. If he did it for him, why won't he do it for you? And there are there are other examples of those kinds of provisions from God that we saw this year. I think that the root of provision began to run deep in among, among us. That we know that our God will provide. Can you believe? Think about this. So, I'll just say it this way. We might not have administrated that receiving of that last week's gift for the benevolence fund. We might not have administrated that really well. It was kind of confusing. And then God gave through you $4,000. I mean, that's just amazing. Amazing. That's God's provision. That's God saying, hey, it doesn't matter how you do it. It do not have to be perfect. Good thing. Because you got me here today. So, But God does amazing things. and he, I believe what that's doing is, is there's a root that's growing that says the next time somebody gets into a situation, there is a level of faith, there is an assurance of the hope of what God can do. We've seen it. He's done amazing things. He's done amazing things. He's an amazing God. I just want to read some of those amazing things. If you don't mind. We've seen. A lot of miracles this year haven't we. The Holy Spirit has just been an awesome. Awesome amazing. Friend to us. He has he has come and. And. And he has, we've experienced this Holy Spirit power. I just want to read some of these miracles to you. I got to tell you that if I read just the miracles that we've seen, miracles, the things beyond what are expected, what are, what are possible, things that are, if I just read those, we'd be here until tomorrow. So I'm just going to read a few. I'm just going to relay a few. I'm going to talk first about what we saw from the folks here in our house. And then I'm going to talk about what God did outside of our house in way of miracles. So, Tammy and Gary McPherson, who are such wonderful servants. There's Gary back there watching us, our security people. Tammy, God healed Tammy of of, uh, uh, shoulder pains. And God healed Gary of extreme back pain, restored him to full health. Amen. We have a Connect group at our house. And if if you haven't heard about our Connect group, I was going to talk about it in a minute, but I'm going to talk about it now. I may talk about it again then. Our Connect group has had some crazy things. We we've come together and and we pray. And and it's funny because you know I am kind of leading it and I'm thinking we're not going to get we're not going to pray tonight and, and then we pray. And that day, or the next day, exactly what we prayed for comes to pass. I mean that day. West Cordray had been down for for a month. We prayed for him one night and he woke up the next morning and he said, it's the best I've felt in months. His back was healed. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on about it, but, but that's just how our God does things. He loves us that much. It's amazing. Do you know that Gino's not here today? Can I tell that story? Gino... I don't know if you know Gino Rogers, but Gino owns a truck and he does deliveries, right? That's what a truck guy does. He does deliveries. Well, Gino fell off of his truck, off the back of his truck. He was in extreme pain and they took him to the hospital, and the hospital x rays said that he had crushed a vertebra. And Jeremy and Diana went to the, and who went with you? Somebody else. Denny and Cindy Lop now went to the hospital, laid hands, laid hands on Gino. And the X-rays the next morning said there was nothing wrong. I mean, that's the way our God does. He is an amazing God. He is an amazing God. I, I want to tell you a story about John Prempus. John Prempus. Had two amazing healings this year. One, he had an an injured, an arthritic ankle that had been troubling him for 52 years. 52 years. Praise God, even in our old age. (laughs) You represent that remark, right? And God healed him. Healed his ankle. He went... um, To the hospital and in uh, April he had a growth on his bladder a growth it was visible on um, an MRI or an x-ray or whatever they do that they can see inside our bodies there was a growth and in June they went in (coughs) they went in to scope it and it was gone No, it was just not gone. There was an indent in his bladder to say, yes, it was, but no, it ain't no more. And they had a full pelvic scan done, and it was completely gone except for the dent. That's incredible. Thalia told me I could share this. She was healed of thyroids. Thyroid do weird things to you, right? She said, I was under active thyroid for many years. At one point, the medication was not working. She's very tired. She had a number of labs and the results were all off. And they weren't where they needed to be. And she received prayer. She remembered Mike Stevens was one that prayed for her, among other people. And the next day she felt great and she went to the doctor and she got her usual blood test. And The numbers went back to the normal range. She says, I still take medication, but there's no unusual issues again. And she said, the doctor felt something was wrong, so I had thyroid scans, both uh, regular and barium. That sounds like an interesting thing. And it was all perfectly normal. God is an amazing God, He's an amazing God. Yeah, if we just stopped there, we'd be happy. Uh, but I, I, I'm telling you, I'm looking around, and I know of amazing things uh, that God's done. You know? I mean, last week, Shane and Maya came up and shared about what's going to happen to them in a few months. That was, that was God. That was all there could have been. That was God. So I just want to share some of the things that's hap- that have happened outside of, outside of our walls, outside of the church, to people that don't, aren't part of our family. Because God doesn't care what family you're from. He just wants to touch you. He loves you. He's an amazing God. John Primpus again, I, I know John pretty well, so that's how come I get all the John stories. John Primpus has started this um, outreach to uh, Heritage Wood and Elgin. And there are three people that have got, amongst other people, but there are three people that have been, been healed. Um, first one is Joe, who had a shoulder healed from painful tumors, and the tumors disappeared immediately. Lori had knee pain that it disappeared through, pay, through prayer. Melba had extremely unrelenting headaches for days, and with prayer, it was instantly healed. Judy had Judy Judy had Judy was the one that prayed for Melba Judy has touched so many people here Judy's had Judy's had so many words for people so many words of encouragement things that I mean she just is she's just full of encouragement to us Taylor Taylor has a friend by the name of Brian now Taylor just retired so I don't know if you'll see Brian too many more times, but Brian was a co-worker of Taylor's, and he's not a believer. And if I tell the story wrong, please correct me. But Brian, Brian talked about his son who, was, who had migraines, and they were terrible, painful migraines. And Taylor told Brian, he said, you know, I can lay hands on you, and you could lay hands on your son, and he can get healed. And Taylor laid hands on Brian, a non-believer. And Brian laid hands on his son. And his son's migraines went away. But wait. Then he decided, you know what? My wife has migraines too. Maybe I could lay hands on her. And he did, and they went away. You know what that is? My friends, that's an Ephesian 4 ministry. It's equipping even the ones who aren't the saints... To do the work of the Lord. It's amazing. I, I just want I want to remind you, do you remember the, the lady from uh, Harvest Chapel who came? She came for prayer for her marriage. And she came up and they began to pray for her. The the ministry, the, the prayer team began to pray for her. And she was on she was on crutches and a walking boot when she came in. And they prayed for her about her, her uh, marriage, prayed for her marriage. And funny thing how God does, she put her crutch down, and she took her cast off. She went to the doctor the next day, and her, her foot that was crushed was healed. It's not what she came here for, but she went away and, and got healed. Now, the last story so I, I'm just trying to I'm trying to wrap all of these together so that you get a picture of all the things that God's done in one year the last one I'm going to tell you about is one of my best is my best friend his name is Mike Mike has a grandson by the name of Landon and Landon is a really cool little boy who suffers from a real weird disease that causes seizures and he, he and his family are wonderful people and and they have done everything they can think of to do and i just want to read a little bit of a story of what happened at 4 4 a.m on september <laughs> not even to the good part yet <laughs> at 4 a.m on september the 4th landon suffered a prolonged status seizure He was unresponsive and had a low-grade fever and a heart rate of 180. With his eyes staring blankly in a rigid body, our world seemed like it was crashing in. We rushed Landon to the ER, where their heavy doses of emergency medical could not bring him back. So to protect his brain, they put him into a medically induced coma. For the next two days, Landon was unresponsive as everyone waited for the medicines to wear off. He was transferred from the ER to the ICU. On the positive side, his seizures were controlled, and his brain was able to rest through the night for the first time. But that came at a price at 2 a.m. on September the 6th, Landon had another prolonged status seizure, or he was put back into medically induced coma. As the days went on, the seizures went away, and we began to see small improvements on his recovery. And here's what happened Mike brought a handkerchief. Mike didn't bring it. Mike carries a handkerchief everywhere. So Taylor prayed over the handkerchief, and he said, "Take that back and lay it on Landon." <laughs> now comes the good part. So this little boy's been in a induced coma for two weeks, right? He's had seizures. They lay they lay this handkerchief on him. His, grandpa- his, his grandfather and grandmother and his mother and father. <clears throat> At 9.17 p.m., he smiled and he said, yay. <laughs> and he talked for the next 12 hours. <laughs> and then she ends this with, it says, we praise Jesus for every day. We walk in the truth. That the best is yet to come for our sweet boy. Landon's never complained about his condition, and he remains steadfast in his trust. It, but he'll need to le- learn how to re- relearn how to walk and talk, and his real rehabilitation journey will be long. Let me tell you, that was not true. That two weeks later, he was in school. Our God is an amazing God. Our roots run deep. You know, another, another part of the roots that I think we've seen this year, that at least for me, is, is mentors or discipleship. Let me just tell you some of the things that we do. We have connect groups. And so I told you the connect group story already. But we have connect groups where we connect with one another and where we live together. We have a women's group. We have a men's group. We have a young adult's group with Johnny and Crystal. I saw Johnny and Crystal early. There they are. Johnny and Crystal are leading that. We have youth. Johnny Stevens did a great job with our youth and now let's transition that to Sam. We have, we have wonderful people who are leading our children. Lorna Roop, Tim and Aaron, yes. Vanessa. We have these wonderful people who are leading our children. We have a prayer team. We have a healing team. We have a prophetic team. We have a leadership development 360 going on. We have so many ways for us to get connected to one another and to spur one another to, good, to, to faith and good deeds, right? And I, the reason I think that's important is because I think there's another route that I've seen in my life this year. That I believe has gone deep. <laughs> and that's interdependence. I am dependent. I am interly woven with you. My life is intertwined with yours. You know, so many things happen to us. You know, we go all of these, all of these amazing miracles. There was a valley before the miracle came. Right? I mean, in a lot of ways, it was the depths of hell before the miracle came. I mean, Landon's parents were in an ICU for two weeks before a miracle came. So many of these things cause us, there's, two, there's a choice that we have when we come to these mountains and valleys. We've got a choice. We can either do it on our own and isolate ourselves. That's a lie of the enemy. That is an enemy deception. We are not to isolate ourselves. We're supposed to be interdependent with one another. And I believe in my life, God drove that root deep. I don't know if many of you know this because, again, we're interdependent, right? But at the end of July, the beginning of August, my company that I'd been with for 15 years, 15 years came to me and said, hey, we don't need your job anymore. you got a couple of choices. You can take a severance package or you can go back and take a job and, Give us back $60,000 a year of your income. That was kind of a bad situation, I thought. And then I went home, and I spoke to my wife, and I said, guess what happened? This company just gave me this story, and she said, good, that's the best thing you could have happened to you. And it's true. You know, in Proverbs, it says, Again, from the, from the Passion Translation in Proverbs, it says, When a man finds a wife, he's found a treasure. And I have a treasure. She's a gift of God to bring him joy and pleasure. That Sunday, this was, a, this was Thursday or Friday, that Sunday, I was outside the door. We were leaving, and Talia walked up to me, and she goes, How you doing? And I did, I did the normal thing. I said, I'm good. And she goes, how's your work? And I said, I told her the story. I said, they've, they've cut me. They, I'm either going to have to decide to take the severance package. I'm 60 years old. Who's going to hire a 60-year-old? And she goes, I don't believe that's true. She said, all I see from you is, this is there's nothing wrong with this. This is not going to be bad. God's going to propel you into the next thing. Brandon Hayes was at a conference that same weekend, and I called Brandon, and I said, Brandon, you know, Brandon's a recruiter. And so I called him, and I said, hey, man, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about doing this thing, and I, I don't know if it's the right thing to do. What do you think I should do? And Brandon, and I told him what I thought was, one of the things I was pursuing, was going to pursue was, I've been a sales manager and a sales leader for, for a long time let's just say decades and I know that there are companies who can't afford to hire a sales manager a sales leader and so what they do is is they promote their best sales person to the job who's really not a good leader because but he mayor he or she may be a great salesperson and then they don't have a one they've lost part of their good salespeople and they got they don't have a right leader or they they go and they make somebody who is a real good leader the leader, and then they can't pay them. So they make them go do, they hire a good leader, then they then they make them go make calls and do things that a sales leader is not supposed to do. How can they lead the people? So my thought was, hey, you think anybody be interested in that? I called Brandon, and this was the, this was the day when I made the decision to not stay with the company. Brandon said, yeah, I'm, I'm at this conference in Dallas. And four companies have just come up to me and asked me if I could place somebody that could help them. Lead their sales force. Amazing. I'll tell you, I'll get to the end of the story, but just so you know, that wasn't what I ended up doing, but it was something that released me from feeling like I had to stay in the safety, in the security of what, what, even though it was $60,000 less, what there was. So I made that decision. I'm going to go. I'm going to take. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go forward. I'm going to go try to see what's out there. And I said, I'm going to pursue everything, Lord. I'm just going to go forward. I'm going to try to see what all's available to me. And you're going to provide because you did for Joe, and you did for Dan, and you did for you did for you did for all of these other people, right, Ed? Come on, right? Do it again. Do it again. So I'll tell you what happened, Dan. And I, Dan and Fee and Mary and I sat down that, that Monday or Tuesday, and Dan said, he said, he said a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> we all know Dan. Dan said a lot of things. But one thing Dan said that stuck with me and, we'll, uh, and, and will stick with me is he said, John, at your stage, don't get back on the bike and pedal really hard again. Pursue something that doesn't cause you to get back on the bike and pedal really hard. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So I said, all right. And then I had a friend by the name of Mike Smith who was also the grandfather of Landon. And he said, he said to me, if I went back and did the job that they were offering me at the old company, it would be like after playing four years of college that I go back and play high school football. Yeah, football analogy surprising coming from Mike. But here's what I found. Here's what I found, and again, the topic here is interdependence on one another. Wisdom is found in the counsel of many. It's not found from the counsel of many, and it's not found, it's found within that counsel of many people. God's going to reveal to you what's the right thing for you. Now, I have have so many testimonies of things, and I just want to go through them because I just think it's important. I know it's a little late, but... Here's what happened. God gave me a peace that passed all understanding. I had no idea how I could be so peaceful in a place where I had no job. You know? I was at peace. Gaten George said, you're standing on the neck of fear. You're standing on its voice box. It cannot speak to you. And every time fear came and started to come into my mind, I stepped on fear's voice box, and he couldn't speak to me. Cindy Lopnow said, I showed her what my plans were. I have all these great plans because that's how I am. I have to make plans. Jeremy said today, he's like, you don't have any slides. How can you preach with no slides? Something different. (laughs) Cindy said to me, she said, so I've laid this whole thing out about what I'm going to do and all these jobs I might pursue and everything. And Cindy says, yeah, I see you working with high school students. I'm like, okay. I'm pretty sure that's not going to pay anything. (laughs) That afternoon, Lily's teacher came to our house, stopped by our house, and I said, hey, you know, I've got this thing that I'm trying to do. I would love to be able to to work with with high school students. I love working with kids. And she said, well, you know, we started this new thing called mentoring in our school with uh, businesses. And I started mentoring some kids at school amazing what God does <clears throat> Mike Stevens I'll finish with this one but there's many more Mike Stevens said that what I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do is going to be a crown of my career so let me tell you the story I had I had multiple different choices it's kind of how God is he gives you choices you know as we grow older, And as we get more mature, you get to choose. And so all of those choices, I took all of that wisdom that I had received, all of that counsel that I had received, and I said, within that counsel, what what would the right thing be? And it turned out that it was a job at a company, basically doing what I was doing before, except on a national level. I got a promotion. I'm making the same money. But this company is an ESOP. I don't know if any of you know what an ESOP is, but that's an employee-owned company. So every year, in addition to what they pay me, which is nice, they do a good job, they give us stock in the company. And it takes six years to be fully vested in that stock. And at the end of six years, guess what happens? The month that that stock vests, I turn 66, full retirement age. Only God could come up with something like that. I can tell you story, more and more and more things about what's going on, but the fact is is I'm, I'm now with a company that's growing. We've, gone, we've, we've gone, grown 4,000% in five years, 400% in five years, and they're still growing. God does things that are just amazing, but it's because we are dependent upon one another. We should never be satisfied with being isolated from one another. The other thing that I've seen, and I know there's a lot of stuff, but the other one that I wanted to, uh, to talk to you about, I didn't even tell you about Suzanne Lecava and the word for me. Zephaniah 317, look it up. This was Suzanne and I were just meeting to say hi and to have some coffee, and she walks in and she goes, you know, I got a word from God for you. Zephaniah. How many of you ever had Zephaniah given to you before? <laughs> I'm like, where is that? Do I need a different Bible for that one? But we have so many people who are friends and mothers in our house. Who are fathers and mothers to us. I mean, if I went just to look across this room to see what we've done in Sozo. To see what we've done in Stature. To see what what we've done. There are so many fathers and mothers in this house. But they're also friends. And we need every one of them. We each need every one of them. So the other root that I saw that grew in my life this year was the love of God. God God's so full of love towards us. You know, and, and I've had this discussion with people, and I, I've tried to explain. I've gotten a picture in my life this year of God has set Jesus on the right hand of him. And he set us on the right hand of Jesus as the bride and the bridegroom. Right, he is, His love has just gone out throughout this whole this whole year, and it's just it's just amazing what he's done. And I just see Stephen Coco there. Stephen, we're so glad to have you back. God sent you from us. What happened this year, Stephen? I, I know just one quick minute. Do you, could you tell us? this year, this year, 2% of the entire nation this year. Praise God. Thank you, Steve. How many? 102,000 people. Amen. That's fruit, luscious fruit that's come from this house. Let me just wrap it up with this. Faith, amazing God, mentors, interdependent, and you. It's family, guys. (laughs) It's all about a family. It's about the family that God has put us together with about family families have things families have things the last letter in family is why and it's for you what has God done for you this year what has God done in you this year and Ed if he did it this year what, what, what's coming what's coming He's going to do it again. He takes us from glory to glory. It's not going to be a lower place. It's going to be another place. It's going to be another root. There's going to be more things that God's going to build into that tree that's been planted in the courtyard of the Lord. So the question is, how about you? How about you? Family? Faith? amazing god mentors interdependent loving and not lies and you father we thank you for what you have done amongst us this year lord you are awesome we could never even have anticipated at the beginning of the year that you would have done what you've done it wasn't it wasn't even part of our thinking at the time but now you've caused us to think beyond even that. Father, you're so good. Holy Spirit, we, taught, we say this. It wasn't us. It was you in us. And we just thank you for what you've done. Father, thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for where you're going to take us. You know, if there's anyone here that that wants to talk with either any of the people who God has been using to do these amazing, crazy things, we're going to be up at the front after this meeting. If you wanted to just know about this guy, Jesus, and this power of the Holy Spirit that he gives us as a gift, if you want to know about that, come and see me. I would love to talk with you about that. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to fall on us afresh. Give us a vision for next year. Give us a place. Take us beyond what we could have expected or imagined, just like you always do. Lord, you're so good to us. Thank you. Amen.